Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Team on Volume Voice Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray and I am joined today by Mike Pullen from UK Cowboys. How's it going, Mike? Hello, how are we? You all right? I'm doing all right. We are gearing up for Dallas St. Patrick's Day this weekend. So uh-huh. I have all sorts of decorations for my house and uh, we're, we're hitting the rooftop tomorrow. So we get nice. that. Lo- lots of green stuff then. Oh, yes, lots of green stuff. I don't want to get pinched. Um, we've definitely, we've definitely Americanized that holiday. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll make sure to let Brian know. He'd be very happy of that fact. Oh yeah. I'll send him some pictures then. Yeah. We have a big, we have a big, uh, parade down on this, uh, Greenville Avenue. And then it kind of, the party just rolls down that whole block and comes down my way. So I'm excited for, all the fun and games tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I do. I, I like. I, well, at the moment we're like in the middle of a massive like snowstorm sort of thing going on here, and it's freezing cold. I, so I've spent, which is why my voice probably sounds a bit weird because I've been outside in the cold and the snow because my job's outdoors. So um, I've been in that all week. It's been absolutely freezing, and my my company tried to send me out on a job, and I was just like, yeah, not happening. It's in the mountains. Like a mile high, not going up there in the snow. Goodness gracious. Yeah, that doesn't sound like fun at all. I won't tell you what the weather is here right now. So um, we'll just keep that <laughs> to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get some, you do get some of the cold weather. But yeah, we, you know, we've, I've been to Dallas before in like the winter time, and everybody's covered up wearing jackets. I'm running around in shorts and t shirt, and everyone finds it weird. I'm like, this is our <laughs> summer. that's like you either when you see people walking around like that in dallas they're either from like the northern states in the u.s or they're from europe there's like (laughs) no in between (laughs) yeah that's right yeah you stand out a mile like along you guys are wearing flip-flops like it's fine (laughs) (laughs) hey and that's gonna be this year so you'll have me and paul coming out Uh, cocktails and shots of course yes um maybe you'll be able to tame the wild paul dallas beast it won't happen make it worse (laughs) yeah yeah i'll tell you later what's happened to him because he's in turkey which is why he's not here at the moment and he's already run into problems oh no well i hope he at least enjoyed some of the sunshine i think that's what he was most excited about but uh maybe it might not be enough for whatever is happening with him right now. I'll tell you later. It's hilarious. 
nonetheless. <laughs> I'm so happy you were able to come on with me today. We have some things to talk about. They did a little news drop today on us. So um, mm. got a lot, of, a lot of things to sort through. Yes. Yeah. It has been a busy sort of news week, which is it's typical Jerry Jones, Dallas Cab, always trying to keep the, the, the team name newsworthy. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have to do too much. He just has to, you know, give him a microphone. He'll make some news. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, d- he did that last week. Uh, yeah. What was your favorite part of all that? <laughs> uh, my favorite, ironically, it wasn't what he said or how he said it. It was what I enjoyed because I like, I love the madness, right? I just love watching yeah. the carnage happen after <laughs> what i found was not what he was saying how we said it and all the rest of it it was the reaction afterwards and i'm just sitting back i've got both feet up on the table hands behind my head with a cup of tea just going yeah look at this look at this people are going mad and then you know people send you messages as i'm sure they did with you and they're like what do yeah. you make of it and I, I say the same thing all the time it's like if it's the front office pay no attention <laughs> Well, yeah, it's it's so funny. I think Paul and I have discussed this. I'll get your take on it. I feel like most of the time they we pretty much know what they're gonna do. Like they're they're gonna be boring in free agency and they're yep. gonna like focus on the draft. But you know, they keep teasing us with the free agency talk, and I'm I'm not buying that yet. I want it to happen, I'm but you. I'm not buying it. But they um I feel like last year they were just so like brazen in the way they were talking about like their moves. They were just like, yeah. we're going to get rid of Amari Cooper if no one gives us anything for him. And everyone's like, well, then why would I give you something for him if you're going to get rid of him? <laughs> yeah. And they did the same thing with, um, gosh, they did the same thing with a couple of, Lael Collins, thank you. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, usually you're so much better about keeping things close to the best. So this time with all the like distractions and stuff like that, I'm like, usually when you're distracting people, you're not doing anything. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, because it was like the whole thing with um, uh, the other one was like, uh, you'll be, you know, there was this talk like, yeah, we are going to use a franchise tag, but you'll be surprised who we'll give it to. And you're like, ooh. So like we had conversations ourselves. Like, and like I came up with a theory and I was like, I can make a case for Leighton Van Resch having the franchise tag. It was kind of like long-winded and it went round in a big wheel. But it, it kind of made sense. But then all of a sudden, then you get to the franchise tag and they're like, Tony Pollard. And it was like, yeah, that's what we were all thinking. You yeah, we really... knew that was coming, honey. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you literally like that. That was what everybody said. Tony Pollard didn't want to make sense. They're like, no, you'd be surprised. And then it's Tony Pollard. And you're like, oh, okay. I almost, I don't want to give them too much credit, but it's almost like, the way they um, were just so like out there last year and are so like in a tizzy, it seems this year, I feel like it's all like a ploy and it's like a long game that I'm not part of and I don't really like it, but. <laughs> I Like I said, I enjoy the madness. So I just sit back yeah. and just feet up and watch it all unfold. Well, okay. So to, well, we're recording this on Friday. So just to be clear, when I say today, <laughs> drop that happened. I'm talking about what happened on Friday, um, yesterday to you guys. But um, the Cowboys spent the morning clearing nearly $30 million in the salary cap mm. space for 2023. We were, before t- uh, Friday, we were looking at um, $17 million in the red, I believe. Just about. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, we were quite. I think in terms of rankings, I, I went on Sport Track and we were like, I think we were about seventh from the bottom. Yeah, everyone's Maybe got lower. moves to make right now. So, oh, yeah. That's why free agency is exciting, whether or not the Cowboys like to get involved. There's still stuff going on. But um, they did restructure the deals for Dak Prescott and Zach Martin. Um, they, 30 million. Like part of that, like where we're where we have that space is from Dax deal is the twenty two million dollars they were able to adjust. Yeah. For him. What yeah. do you think? About I mean, it, so in one part, like especially with the Zach Martin part, you feel this is them kicking the can down the road again. That it's got that feel to it. With the Dax side of it all, it's scary because they. Now, by, by restructuring it, you, you leave no option that they do have to extend Dak now because of the voyages and the way that it's going to work. So basically, in 2024, against the cap, Dak is 59 million against the cap next year. That's a huge chunk. That's I know, obviously, 25 percent almost. It's crazy, yeah. And I know, like next year, you know, the cap will go up again. There'll be some inflation right. and all the rest of it. But it kind of leaves the front office no choice apart from now. I mean, like, basically, I get the reason why they've done it, that you've got my favourite word of all, legal tampering period is on us. I, I love yeah. that. It's my favourite NFL terminal. It's my favourite thing ever. I love it. it I'm like, what does it mean? But anyway, <laughs> you've got the legal tampering period, and so they need to clear some money. Because if they are looking to make some of these moves, they need that money there. So I get why well, that's why they've done it. But in doing so, it also means they have no choice with Dak now. Then, and I think there is some talk from what I've seen from like you know the likes of Michael Gelton and all the rest of them that they are looking to uh, do an extension, and they're looking to do that this off season. So that then totally makes sense because now you can just spread that bulk back out again. But it does mean that you're gonna have to do it because that's just sixty million against the cap is just is too much of a hit. Yeah, I think so. Stephen's been talking, and he, again, you never know what to expect with these guys when they say things what they actually mean. But it seems as though this time when he was talking about how they do want to extend Dak in the offseason, he wasn't lying. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, obviously, they're not gonna sit there with that kind of hit in 2024 like they're not going to yeah so extending him is the logical thing that they're going to do um again i don't want to give them too much credit because logical sounds so out of character um but, very true very true <laughs> but yeah so i mean if we're if we're thinking about it like this it's something that you could really see coming you know the DAC move the zach martin one was one that i wasn't expecting i don't mm. hate it um he's still like Pro Bowl caliber every year. He's a mainstay on that line. He kind of holds it all together, really. Um, so, you know what? Restructure that deal. Kick that can yeah. down the road. That you, one you're gonna ha <laughs> yeah, you, you are really, aren't you, with Zach? And I mean, because what, what's Zach now? 31? 30? 31? Around there, okay, yeah. Some yeah, I think that. So when you think about it, inside offensive linemen, and you think really, especially with Zach Martin at his caliber, 
you're probably looking two more seasons at that level, and then you're going to start to see a decline. So if you do want to do anything with Zach Martin, I can't see him going anywhere else. But if you do, then it's not really that much of a problem because you're still going to get, like you say, you know, Hall of Fame, Pro Bowl caliber, inside offensive line guard there. Um, like, but like you say, the, 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 the swing on both is that you're kicking the can on the Zach Martin um, contract. But you do have the reliability there with him. Because, like, you know, the guy's had, like, what, as many holding penalties as he has sacks. Yeah, I mean, that the whole state of the line kind of interests me right now. It's something that Paul and I keep an eye on pretty closely. But then with all this Tyron talk, you're just like, how's that all going to work out? It's That was one of the things that people were like, will they, you know, release him or do something like that you know to kind of free up that that the red space that they were looking at when they were looking at the salary cap but yeah and just have just having Zach Martin there is just kind of something like that's one of those guys where you can be like pay that man like yeah yeah what's funny is like whenever you whenever you're watching a Dallas Cowboys game and you know and you start paying attention to the offensive line you always find yourself never paying attention to Zach Martin because it's just it's become just like yeah natural where you just go is Zach Martin being Zach Martin you don't you never look really at what he's doing and, and at the end of the game and you go on and you check the stats and look at pressure numbers and all the rest of it and you see Zach Martin down at the bottom you're just like yeah yeah okay whatever <laughs> it's really literally yeah. like that yeah like if something does happen with him you're like it wasn't his fault that was a lie <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the only time really you ever pay attention to Zach Martin, which has happened, you know, a couple of times. Yeah. When he's been on the ground and he's slow to get up, and all of a sudden everybody goes, <gasps> <laughs> you you even hear the stadium and you see yeah. that number seven, and you're like, oh. It's at this point, it's it's sad to say, but like you kind of expect when Tyron goes down, you're all just like, oh god. Uh, yeah, when yeah. Back, you're like. Please be okay. Like we can't lose you. Not too yeah. of you. Come on. I know, but and you know, and I think definitely this year the way to go with Tyron Smith, just wrap the guy up, especially his legs, in bubble wrap for the whole. Like right now, I'm doing it. I'm having a doctor stay with him and going like, nope, nope, you're not going down the shops. I'll go down the shops for you, and um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure making sure he does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll drive you. Don't worry. You don't need to be press like, on the accelerator. Just be like, have someone play with the kids for him. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, you just rest up. You give it. Keep yeah. those legs are elevated. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm doing nothing. And then week one, I'm just plugging him in, and off you go. And it's just like, let's see how long he lasts. Yeah, and you're, you're cool with him being on the right side. Is that so? Now I'm moving him back to left. Then who are you moving from the left? I'm 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 putting so Steele is apparently set to be ready for the start of camp. There's your right tackle. He deserved it. He's earned it. He was a fantastic player. I even did a start uh, of the yards per carry of Zeke uh, uh, and Tony with Terrence Steele on the right, and then with him gone. And it's a massive disparity when he wasn't there. It's huge. Right. So I'm putting and keeping him right. Zach Mangry said, you keep him Biadish in the middle, and then I'm kicking. <laughs> you see, and this is going to get controversial. 
and put in Tyron Smith back on the left because he is, he's still a premium left tackle in the NFL. He is. And then I'm putting Tyler Smith back inside. Okay. And then my fail safe, my, my, my go to then when Tyron, because it's not if, it's going to be when. When yes. Tyler Smith does get injured, because we've seen Tyler Smith do it, not yeah. just game by game, but during the game, go from guard to tackle, that's how I'm doing it. I know that because I've already done it before. I know we can do it. So I'll kick him out and I'll plug in insert name here at the, the left guard position. I don't hate that. Um, I'll just offer another thought. Um, yes, come on. I like it. <laughs> I would just keep everything on the left the way it was at the end of the year. Um, and give your all pro, pro bowl, best tackle dude guy ever, give him the chance to get his technique right on the right side and let him fly. He got thrown so in there. That was just like, that's how that happened. Because so what are you doing with steel? He's doing so well. Keep them all the same. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, so, no, I don't... the wild card for me. Uh, so, yeah, I because so then what, what you're thinking, you drafted inside offensive line. I want to draft, draft it. I want to draft it. I want to draft an inside line. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that would be your first round. Your first round pick would be. Everyone's a, a talking guy. about Bijan. They're talking about wide receivers. They're talking about tight ends. And I say inside offensive line. Please. Yeah, and um, what's ironic is like uh, wide receiver, I can get on board with, but tight end <laughs> and running back, those positions are so deep. Like, pff, leave yeah. that till day two. I'm not worried about that right now. Day two, eh? I'm yeah. worried right now. First round needs to be the best guy who's gonna come in and solve the issue. Inside offensive lineman, I can get on board with a lot. It's it's one of those things. I'm not Will McClay. And I don't know what's going to be available there at 26, but just if there was an a, a offensive lineman that I loved, but there was like maybe a tight end that's better than him or something, I think I would still go O-line. Mm. Just me. I think, I think I'm okay with Fergie Ferg and like uh, Hendershot. They were rookies last year. They did trial by fire. They did pretty well. And they can, I think they'll, only improve from there personally but yeah well i, I mean the, the, yeah i mean the only way is up for them um for well, definitely they, they they've shown you and and the big knock that i had on, on fergie was always that he needed um time on like a pro with pro athlete trainers you just need to get bigger get bulkier absolutely i don't disagree with that at all um i just i I think I've been beating this drum all off season and mine is like, give Dak help. I think your tight end situation, work with them, give them all the, all the help that they can get. And I want you to focus on like a wide receiver, like free agent. Mm. You know, maybe like yeah. a guy named Odell Beckham. I don't know. Mm. Oh, that, not necessarily just him, but somebody. No, because no, 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 there's t talk as well of D hop yeah. as well. Um, but but ironically, D hop and Odell Beckham, especially with Mike McCarthy wanting to integrate the the 
the West Coast offense. Right. Both of those play, players fit that mold perfectly. Because, um, like, I think, because people talk about Jackson Smith, you know, coming, fantastic talent. He's my wide receiver one on my board. But I just worry that although he's talented, he's too much of the same of what we've already got. I need to mix it up on a West Coast offense. I need a, a, a plethora of talent. Even though all they're going to do is run the ball? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. I'm like, I mean, quoting Mike here. I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know I know. it's because with Jackson Smith, he's yeah. the guy who will, who's just so naturally, he's a natural ball catcher and he goes from a ball, from a catcher to ball carry so quick because he's mm. so natural at it. It does fit the West Coast up, but I just I just think like I, I'm more after zippier guys at the moment. That's what I'm I'm rooting for anyway. Well and like speaking of zippy guys before we get too off the salary cap um <laughs> obviously we did tag our zippy uh Tony Pollard. Yes. People are still talking about wanting to clear a little more draft space or not draft space cap space. <laughs> yeah yeah um you know the name on everyone's lips seems to be Zeke. Um, not, it's not necessarily on the Joneses' lips because they keep talking about how they want him in Dallas. And I think the feeling is mutual on his side. But it seems that everyone just keeps throwing that out there as like the next obvious move that they have to do. What do you think about that? Uh, what about trying to organize Zeke's contract? Organize it. People are trying to offload him, but, you know. He is what I think is there's two parts to the Zeke contract that I'm I'm thinking about. Is one, right, we just spoke about how deep the running back position is in the draft. Right. There's also a lot of free agents, free agent running backs, and teams looking to, as well, you hear about um, the Vikings looking at Cook. They just got rid of Thielen. Now they're looking at Dalvin Cook. I, I'm not sure how much truth is in it. But, yeah, yeah th- this is what's going on. So you wonder, really, the Cowboys are waiting on what these moves are going to be, because then what's the value of the running back position? Like, where's the market at? So there's a big question mark there. And then what the Cowboys, I think, the other part of it is why not wait for all these free agent running backs and teams that are shuffling their running backs around? Wait for them to lock into position with all all of these players. Now you you kind of, and it's awkward, but you kind of put Zeke in a worse situation for himself because now obviously the market is, is, is loaded if you like and stuck his values now is going to go down. And I think that's what the Cowboys are waiting for. They, they, they have no rush at this stage to get him offloaded or traded or whatever they want to do. Why not wait around, see what's going to happen right now. We know where Zeke's values are. We know where the market's at teams aren't going to pay big money now because all the running backs are in position and in place. So his value's only gone down. So now the Cowboys can go, right, we want you to take this contract. This is where we feel the value's at. If you don't like it, off you go. I don't disagree with you there. Um, it's kind of, we had Hellman on Girls Talking Boys yesterday and he said, essentially what you're saying, more so okay. that he believes that Zeke will probably be open to taking that deal. Um, but yeah, I, I don't disagree with you at all. I, uh, I'm glad you didn't go wacky on me. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go conspiratorial, do I? <laughs> I appreciate that about you. Um, <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about 
free agency um, now that we have a little money to blow. Um, <clears throat> it's like just before we started recording, uh, it came out that the Cowboys called to inquire about Bobby Wagner um, as yes, the Chargers. Mm. And if we are potentially losing, you know, defensive talent such as potentially LVE and, you know, maybe even Donovan Wilson. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about, you know, going after Bobby Wagner? Do you feel like his um, talent level is still there and all that good stuff? When you, you look at last year, so if you think if LVE walks, yeah. And, you know, we call Donovan Wilson a safety. He's more of a second level defender. Let's call him that. Um, that if LVE and they struggle to keep him in the building, that means we're going out there with um so our starting linebackers are going to be Jabril Cox, Bond, and uh the other LSU guy. I've forgotten his name. How can I forget his name? Oh, Damon Clark. There we go. Thank you very much. Mind blank. Sorry, that's tiredness. Exhaustion. I was like, wait, you said Jabril Cox. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, he's L- yeah. LSU as well. Yeah. So that that's just starting three linebackers going out there. I know we don't the Cowboys don't really play a 4-3, it's more the, the nickel package they play it off. But still, that, that, that's, that's your starting three linebackers. And you think, but we can't go out there with that. Damon Clark, fantastic. Jabril Cox, I mean, we can come back to him now because I, I've still got my theories on him. But you think, is Bobby Wagner better, an aged Bobby Wagner, reduced athleticism, ages, start, you know, he's getting long in the tooth. You think that that is going to be better than what is in the building, you know? Um, they tried it last year with Anthony Barr, but I think Wagner is a different level again. Um, you know, you look at one near deal, they're for definite, you don't want much more than that, but he's a nice stopgap if that's going to work, you know, for the Dallas defense next year or this season. That I think that's that would work, it definitely would. Yeah, I think the LVE thing is just like got me in a tizzy, which is my favorite word today. I watched yeah, some tizzy. Don't look at me. <laughs> yeah, I like tizzy. Tizzy works, but <laughs> I, I think for me, like, so they've, they've they've sorted for the time being anyway. Tony Pollard, so that's the tick in the box. For me, like I've said before, that you know. LVE to me was a priority free agent signing. And to me, he still is. But now, I, I've when you look at the safety rank, you know, the safety position for the Cowboys, which is now ironically a strength, which is about, could about to go slightly down again if Wilson walks. I'm, I'm picking Wilson over LVE as a priority now. I've had my arm twisted looking at it. Okay. Yeah. I don't hate that. Yeah, I mean, like, when you think about it, when you stop and you're like, you go back through the rankings that, like, last year he had a handful of sacks, but most of all, he had 40 defensive stops. And I'm in the safety position, that would rank, like, second. That's huge. It's monumental because he's playing down in the box. and he's play- I know there's the coverage sort of question marks with him. But as a defensive playmaker, that's what I'm going to call a secondary defensive playmaker, one of the best. I'll ha- I'll take that, please. 
Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah, if we're talking about um, a defender that I was constantly like cheering his name, uh, it would be him. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, and he's come so far he's as well. Always, you think? You know, what's that? He's always on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, he's kind of gone a little bit under the radar slightly. And when you think how far he's come as well, that he was like what well, a, a sixth round pick. Um, you know, Texas A and M. Yes. So I am rooting for him there. Yeah, yeah, all right. But, um, <laughs> but you know, you, you, we, we've, as Cowboys fans as well, the one thing we've been screaming for, for like, since the Woodson days, is we, we, we've been going, oh, safety, come on, safety. And we've had, like, one good safety, followed by a handful of just, like, guys we're kicking about. But like last year, we're not talking about Jeff Heath there, um, but keep going. I, I know I was, I was, <laughs> uh, and then uh, kicker as well, Jeff Heath. But um, yeah. you, you, you think he's, he's, he's all rounder. Um, but you know, when you look at the safety position last year, then it was actually a point of strength of the defense all of a sudden, and you think uh, a guy who's Definitely gone under the radar, and a guy who I think played amazing football last year. Nobody's talking about is Malik Hooker, and the reason Malik Hooker was able to play the way he did was because of a guy like Donovan Wilson who was doing all the dirty work down the front in the box. Hundred percent. Everyone, listen to Mike. He's on one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to defend my Aggie. That's all. Of course. I mean, in this case, I will defend your Aggie as well. So I'm with you. I would love nothing more than to get him re-signed as a Cowboy. And I'm sure DQ feels the same. Definitely. I think he's definitely one that will definitely get done. Yeah. Well, I'm going to keep an eye out for that. We also have, um, we kind of talked about this. Odell Beckham Jr. is holding workouts in Arizona for teams to see him play. It has been 13 months since his ACL surgery. Clarence Wilson, or wow. It's okay. Clarence Hill. I don't know where you got that from. Um, It's all right. It worked. (laughs) It worked. It worked, mate. It worked. Um, Clarence Hill said that um, the Cowboys did not send anybody to this workout, um, but it doesn't reflect their interest in him as a wide receiver. Jerry Jones apparently was wowed by his mom. 
um, but that it will come down to his finances and the fact that there are other teams in the mix. Yeah. And it's what, what it comes down to is money, essentially. Yeah, I mean, with Bobby, like similar vibe, but different position. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to come down. Like, obviously, there was a little bit of um, tide going with him last year, um, which didn't come about. I think that's mainly down to medicals because obviously, you say ACL is a double ACL. Um, he's re-injured the same injury and then he's not played yeah. football for a season. So there's big question marks there. You are talking, you know, like we said before, West Coast offense, and you think OBJ makes the most sense because he's he's a slant specialist. There's nobody better in the NFL at the slant rank than OBJ. So he makes total sense. Um, the fact they didn't send anybody is, I mean, you can't read too much into it because I think it's not going to be so much the on-field workouts they want to look at, the medicals. It's the medicals that are the main thing. You don't really need to be there to see the medical report. Yeah. It sounds like if everything looks kosher that they are just going to try to go for it if they like can make the, the dollars work. Um, I mean, obviously, that's a, a Jerry dream would be the media mess surrounding signing him in the first place especially with we have we have a you know another all-star in town from the nba to just uh, just you know getting all the good names down here in dallas uh or <laughs> names whatever have you <laughs> but uh because yeah, i mean on top of that there is deandre hopkins as well yeah. he's been floating in the news you got Stefan Diggs. He's coming back into the Dallas News again. Well, I think as much as I do believe that he would love to be a Dallas Cowboy, I don't think that we'll have any sort of money for that. And also, no I think he's really just using that as a like bargaining tool. Definitely. He's done it before and it worked. So <laughs> why not try again? And me and Paul have spoken about this before, right? If you're a player... And imagine you have a player who's your brother playing for the Dallas Cowboys. I am totally, whenever it comes close to a contract, I'm going, Trayvon Diggs, mate, nudge, nudge. Because he's not just the only player. All players do it. You hear it all the time. And they go, oh, what team would you like to go to? Instantly. It's always Dallas Cowboys. As soon as they mention Dallas Cowboys, an extra zero goes on the end of the contract. Oh, yeah. We know we know all too well what they're trying to do with us, play with our minds. Ah, uh, yes. Oh well, it's just free agency is exciting, man. There and also like with OBJ, like you don't really have to wait till any certain point to sign him. He's free agent right now, so it can happen at any moment. And like we said, it's gonna be when Dave is in the middle of something important. So just keep that in mind. Probably tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know and. It's gonna, it's gonna, there's gonna be a bidding war, is what it's gonna be. And if he's got a smart agent, he's gonna bounce that around. Oh, yeah, he does, and he does have a smart agent. That's the thing, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see, we'll see about all that, but it's still exciting to just, you know, dream, dream a little dream. <laughs> you never know, <laughs> you know, you, you say, you say all of that, and you know, like it's all smoke and mirrors at this stage, and um, right. It could be something that completely blindsides us 
on some random Tuesday afternoon and they're like, the Cowboys are si- uh, have made a trade and they're signing such and such wide receiver. And you're like, oh, there we go. Stunning. <laughs> See what you did there. That's my favorite word right now, um, other than tizzy. But also, I really need to get your take. You are Mr. Draft Guy right now. Um, you are deep in the sauce. I want to know who your pet cats are. I want to know who you want on the Cowboys. You already mentioned one name. Um, so let's let's hear it. Tell uh, the oh, All right. I tell you who I like. I, uh, so I've had questions about running back day four. And the, the guy I keep going back to is two lanes, Tajay Spears. And I like him. I, I really like him. I re- and um, watched him at the uh, Senior Bowl. And straight away, as I watched a few practices, watched him running some routes and catching some deep passes. And I was straight away like... Stud against USC too. Yeah. Uh, and he's just, he's just in it. That, and I know, obviously, you know, he's, he is light. He's small. He's 5'10", like 190-ish pounds. But he's going to be that, like, running back three, scat back on... And, Receiving options again, going back to the West Coast offense is what I'm thinking. Tajay Spears fits lovely. I love it. Um, I know they've spoken with Devon Aching. I know they had a formal meeting with him. Um, again, he's gonna be a complimentary back as well. The speed is phenomenal, but he's got issues as a receiver. He he's he is reliable, but he's only a body catcher. I need somebody who's a natural pass catcher who's already there. That's that's like the first guy I think of. But the guy after the combine who I really want the Cowboys to go after, and I'm starting to annoy people with this, is Darnell Washington. Hey, you know what? Ride for your guy. Don't worry about if anyone's annoyed by it. Who cares? Oh, I know. I know. Uh, and like, and, and I mean, like, it, it's weird because in Georgia, when you go back to it, he's made like what? F- there, was, there was like 46 targets, I believe he had. Last year. It's not a lot. But you do see how he's able to manipulate defenders. He can move. And people are talking about, you know, the um, the drill that they were doing, the gauntlet drill. And Dana Washington makes this crazy body control catch using the inside hand, catching the ball one-handed on the drill and people were shot by, but he's actually done that in games. You've seen the body control and the manipulation that for a guy, his size, he's smooth, that he is smooth and he's powerful and fast. And the combine shown there. And he's, he, his combine results were better in some cases than even some of the top tier wide receivers in this year's draft. Well, and if you think about it, I mean, when you're, I'm not, this is not meant to be, mean but like when you're dealing with a guy like Stetson Bennett he's mm-hmm. he only like he does well in that offense but he has his like restrictions I guess yeah <laughs> um, he, yeah, yeah but he's a he's small not, guy he's not gonna light up the NFL like when you're talking about adding a guy like that with like Dak Prescott or something like that's more interesting yeah I, the talent's there and you think all right He's a really ta- he's a talented blocker as well. Uh, never gave up a single pressure in college. That's the first thing. And um, you think as well, 
he wasn't even the best tight end on the Georgia roster. So, like, he's shown up against a guy who's more talented than him, who next year I think is going to be, like, a top five (laughs) draft pick next year, which is crazy to say for a tight end. That's how good he is. But Dino Washington kept up with him and a lot of like when you talk about the, the low number of targets Dano Washington had is mainly down to the fact like you say Stetson Bennett's limited but also he's he's going to be throwing it to the other t- the other side to his other tight end um so that's why he went that way so I, I I think because like you know we're talking about blocking issues for the Cowboys as well you know offensive line inside yeah. offensive line is not too bad. Tackle is a little bit, a little bit. I like. I'm watching tackles a lot at the moment, and I'm just, I keep finding like big flaws in even the top guys. But if you could take a guy like Washington, that helps your offensive line out. He's called. He's called these six. He's called it on Twitter. I think it is. He's called the six O L. I like it all. Well, oh, this. Now I'm now I'm going to be writing for him too. You know what? I'm all about the O line this year. If we can add some help in any other way, I'm here for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and I mean, I know you you was going for inside offensive linemen. Yeah. There are some good inside guards in this year's draft. A few of them, I, you know, we, me and Brian have gone through the inside offensive linemen a little bit, but and I've done a scout report on him was John Michael Schmitz, and I think he's like a late second round talent. And the Cowboys could drag it. Now, the problem is the people all have is they go, like for Minnesota, for the Golden Gophers, he literally played Santa. He played Santa there the whole time. And it's like, yes, he did. You're quite right. But I saw him playing snaps at guard in the senior ball and did not miss a beat. And that has ticked the box for me. Yeah. I mean, you can't always go off of, you know, games and stuff like you need to see guys like in their skill set because they're like that's the raw skills that you're going to be working with when you're incorporating them into either your offense or defense so I mean I don't see a problem with focusing on that and that being your your reasoning why that's awesome yeah it it affects exactly what the Cowboys are going to want he's he is a good pass blocker there are some things going wrong there but they're coachable they're simple things like He's forgetting the knee bend on pass blocks. So yeah. you just think NFL coaches will be able to coach that into him. But his run blocking is just phenomenal. It's elite level run blocking. Um, and you just, you know, you think like, because he's all he's all hands, is Michael Schmidt. But you just think if you get him to connect with his lower half, you've got like you real big returns there. I know people are talking about Steve Avila and, I keep going back to TCU and watching him. Yeah, he is fantastic. He's really good. And no no wonder TCU, with that offensive line, got to the night. I mean, they, they were phenomenal. I just need I need to watch a little bit more on Avila before I feel confident in doing a scout report on him. All right. Well, you've, you've got a lot of scouting report stuff going out on the internet. Are you, uh, are you writing articles or are we like – yeah, I get tweets about it all the time. Reading, <laughs> I, I do I like to it. tag you and stuff. I just, I like, uh, and the, especially if an LSU or Nebraska guy pops yeah. up. Yeah, there, there it is. There it is. <laughs> but 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, there are articles on blogging the boys I've done, which are the scouting reports, I've done about a dozen on there now. De- uh, ironically, Devon Aging is coming out today, um, Saturday. So um, that one's coming out. Everyone check that out. And you also, <laughs> you've also been doing like a mailbag thing, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I do the mailbag every week with uh, with Brandon as well. He's really cool. I mean, like more than anything, I'm riding off his coattails. I gotta be honest with you, man. Like his 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 answers are far more intelligent than mine. I tend to just babble. Oh please, I we got to enjoy your like um, <clears throat> introducing us to both sides of the ball. Like the what was it? Uh, who wins? Like when you oh, put yeah, yeah. together, you have so many good insights on that. Like you're. Your scouting is top tier. Um, you're just, you're having a blast over there. And I love reading all your stuff. I just have fun. <laughs> but here's one. You, you were asking me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you was asking me about like who, who I like. I mean, there's linebackers that I like. And I've been on the train with Devon Witherspoon and Darius Rush. Darius Rush really caught my eye uh, at the senior bowl. Thought he was fantastic. But who, who's the guys for you? Who, who are your guys you're watching? I see it. I'm getting um, crap from Paul all the time because he's like, let's do a mock draft. And I'm like, here's the thing. If I have like a free moment in my life, <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing draft stuff just yet. I have like so much work. Um, so I, I do rely on you guys for this. Um, however, I did promise next week that I would do one. So I've really got to get my act together. Um, <clears throat> I'll send you my draft board if you want. That sounds good. I'll just use yours. <laughs> I, I'll email it. I haven't ranked them yet, but you can have all yeah. the scouting reports and facts yeah. and figures. I've now. got the draft show banked to listen to, and like I got your scouting reports. So between <laughs> those two, I feel like I'll be able to pull something together. <laughs> but, yeah, I can't say that I have anyone in particular that I'm looking at just yet. Um, but Paul is pushing me to actually get into the draft stuff, so I will be doing that. I promised that we would do the mock draft next week, so I will. Get my act together. <laughs> I will read it. I will do it. I also have um, Kelsey sent me the beast from our friend Dane Grugler. Um, yeah, yeah. You have an athletic pre- or prescription subscription, then you can get that for free um, for the amount of your subscription, really, which is next to nothing with all the amazing content that you get from being a subscriber. So you should do it. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I- I hate to say it because obviously it's LSU and Aggies, but LSU have some some decent defenders coming in this year's draft. You know, BJ Ozilari isn't getting talked enough. I, I I actually think that Ali Gay is a little bit of a sleeper in this year's draft. I think he's a sneaky guy. Yeah. Say more things like that. <laughs> yeah, I, know, like, I know with obviously with Ali. There's the injury history, and um, you know people have been. I've heard some some talks with you know BJ Ojolari about work ethic. Work ethic. Um, yeah. I've heard some of that, but yeah, you got some some nice guys coming out in this year's draft. If you think about it, he went from like one regime to another. There's yeah. a lot coming. <laughs> yeah, you just then. need a steady environment, really. <laughs> If someone yeah. take him under their wing and nurture him, he'll be great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's there's plenty there. And um, you know, I think 
the, the, the one that makes sense the most at the moment for me, early in the draft, looking at it, and it, it it's twofold on both. One is inside offensive line. I'm totally with you on that. Um, wide receiver I can get on board with only because the wide receiver talent this year, which is weird to say, because usually wide receiver talent in every NFL draft for like the last half decade has been phenomenal. But this year, good at the top big drop off and then a big drop off again so like those tiers are big so if you want to strike early with a wide receiver to get one of the, the good talented wide receivers i'm on board with that because obviously you, you're trying to pick your part yeah. with uh you, you know your draft sequence and talent the other one the last the only other one that really makes sense to me linebacker i'm okay waiting a little bit but it's cornerback and the cornerback is a twofold issue is Anthony Barr, Jordan Lewis. But the other thing you need to think about when you're drafting the cornerback position is Trayvon Diggs is up for contract next year. Like, I don't want to be going into contract talks not having a plan B. They were kind of alluding to maybe doing something this year. <clears throat> so I don't know how serious they were about that or if they're going to be able to make it happen. but. That, that's a good point. Um, that's going to be costly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you think about it, if they don't draft top-tier cornerback talent this year, because you, you've got to give as well cornerbacks, which is my argument for Kelvin Joseph. You've got to give them time to develop. It's, for me, cornerback is like the hardest position in the NFL to learn, like more than quarterback, because um, of you know, the, the physical skill set that yeah. comes along with it. And you so, have other things to worry about when you're tackling and all that. It's just wild. Yeah. yeah. You, you, your play goes in motion. you got to understand what your assignments yeah, are. There's so much to take a, into Also a wide receiver at the same time to try to get interceptions. Just like there's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not as simple as people think. Like Calvin Joseph for me is this is his year. Okay. Same with Nation Wright as well. But what I don't want to do is I don't want to see the Cowboys then next season and they go to Trayvon Diggs, right? Contract talks. And if you haven't got a plan B, you haven't picked up a decent cornerback in this year's draft, he can monopolize the conversation because he's just like, give me all the money. Because if you don't, I'm walking and you've got nothing. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of needs. <laughs> <laughs> there are there is sneaky needs like you know like I think tight ends a need but tight end is is deep and there's a lot of different types of tight ends in this year's draft you can play around with and what you want you know um, linebackers a need we can wait on that like what are you doing with Neville Gallimore because like he's really not showing you anything he, he, this is it now this is his three year point. And what's he done for you? So what? I, I can't see the Cowboys taking Neville Gallimore, not because of like the money side of it all, but he's taking up a roster spot. Yeah. So like, do I want to take that in? It, you know, the question marks that he has and the the the, the uncertainty of what he, he did. Like I, I've seen something where in terms of um, like, I think it was PFF in terms of defensive grade, Neville Gallimore was, fourth from last yeah like i can't take that into the seat so if if he's not there right now 
we need to sort out the free tech position because now that's that's Osa. We're gonna have to have Calvin Watkins come back. Who wasn't bad actually, he was late blooming. But like, what are your other because you gotta remember the defensive tackle position, especially with the Dan Quinn system, is a heavy rotation. He likes to keep them fresh. Yeah. Well, th- this was where my mind was trying to go when we were talking about cornerbacks. So I'm rewinding just a hot second. <clears throat> what do you see um, for, you know, Israel Mukwamu for like his potential fit in the defense this year? Cause he moved around a little bit. But ironically. So when it, everything went wrong at the defensive back position, I actually think Israel Mukwamu actually saved the season when you look at it. Yeah, but, I agree. Yeah, yeah. And like, because Israel Mukwamu did what he did on that side, obviously you had the great talent we had over the other side, the rookie talent, being able to do what he did. Because without Israel doing what he did, we would have had to change a lot more. So I think he's coming on fine. He obviously has all, ticks all the boxes and the thresholds that Dan Quinn looks for. Yeah. And, you know, what we can't talk about is his coachability and how he's developing. So we don't know. What we're hoping for is that we're seeing a step-up progression in him and that that's going to step up even more so again. That's what we're hoping for. But obviously, being at home, seeing what we see on the TV screen, we don't know what that's like on the coaching field. I think he's one of the guys that I'm most interested seeing at like OTAs and training camp this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He had such a splash on the scene and just to see if he can convert that into like longevity. Yeah. Because like he's got all the traits, he's got the physical tools. It's just trying to put everything all together at once with him. Yeah. 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 And I I do. I I like him. I do. I, and, like when people talk about you know the cornerback position, it's more of the like what you wish is you wish you could take Nation Wright and Kelvin Joseph and take what they're both good at and turn that into one cornerback. And you think, oh, there we go, that's brilliant. Yeah, we've got a brilliant cornerback. If we could put those two players together and put them in a mixing bowl, they're great. What yeah. you're hoping for is Romakwamu takes the next step up too. But it, it hinges really, I think, Nation Wright is just so tough to see how he's going to develop into anything more than what he is. He, yeah. he struggles. He's just not physical enough um, at what he does. So you kind of, I think, Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis, that's them done. I, they're not coming back. So now you, you've got to look at the other down the roster guys. And it really hinges, I think, on how far his own McQuarrie could come along and if Kelvin Joseph can finally fulfill that, you know, that second round draft pick, because we've seen it last season, it was a disaster watching him as a defender. But the ironic thing is, is as a special teams defender, he's one of the best in the league. Yeah. Which is like really weird to see that he's this, this guy who can get downfield quick and make the tackle on special teams. And then all of a sudden you stick him on an island on the outside and it all falls apart. It's really strange. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff as always that we're looking out for, but um, is there anything else that you wanted to sound off on before we head out today? 
since we have no, no, no. having you. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm definitely going to be. I mean, I listen every week. You know, I I share you guys show every week. Uh, listen to it, but for it. No, yeah, yeah. I would say my two best friends, my two favorite people uh, every week. But I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to be listening to your mock draft now. I'm going to be <laughs> oh, Paul. No. I can, I can guarantee you, I'll know before Paul makes the pick what pick he's going to be taking. I know yeah. that well. But I'm going to be listening to yours and trying to find your reason. I'd be like, hmm, I'm like, judging. I'm judging a lot. I'm judging it's a lot. going to be a wild card. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ju- well, judge I mean, my LSU enemy. <laughs> Frenemy. Friend. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I teased, we are going to do a mock draft next week, Paul and myself. Um, so look out for that. Um, you can catch Mike every week. Two, is it two times a week or is it just every week this, right now? Uh, yeah, yeah, two times a week. Yeah, Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. You guys are always grinding out there. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can find all of his stuff um, that he writes as far as scouting, as far as mailbag, as far as in season. He's got a lot of good stuff for you at bloggingboys.com. There's something on there every single day, probably almost every few hours. So <laughs> if you're ever looking for content, there is never a lack of it there on Blogging the Boys. Where can they follow you on the internet? Uh, at UK Cowboys fans, but also my personal Twitter is at Kenford Cowboy, both with a K. Kenford Cowboy. Perfect, perfect. You can find me at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter. And um, as always, we hope that you rate, review, subscribe, give us five stars, tell Mike that he's awesome. And uh, we hope to see you guys next week. Go Cowboys. Cowboys forever, Phillies never. Philly for never. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> They're not real. <laughs>